Hey, faithful listener. Thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries daily podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow spiritually so you can grow personally. Let's grow together by building a consistent Bible reading routine. This is Jen, your host, and today we will be discussing the book of Matthew. there, faithful listeners. Happy Tuesday. Thanks so much for tuning in. And I am your host, Jen, here with the P40 Ministries podcast. And I appreciate all the new listeners I've been getting recently. So in order to catch up some of the new listeners to the podcast, I actually do a Old Testament episode on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and then a New Testament episode on Tuesdays and Thursdays for you guys. So we are almost done with Matthew, and that's where we're at right now today. And today we are going to be reading Matthew chapter 26, verses 26 through 35 today. I always read out of the WEB version because it is in the public domain, and it's a little bit easier to read than the King James version or some of the older versions of the Bible. The W.E.B. is a little bit more readable, if that makes sense. So go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 26, and let's go ahead and start reading. But also make sure to grab that cup of tea or that cup of coffee. As they were eating, Jesus took bread and gave thanks for it and broke it. He gave to the disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body. He took the cup and gave thanks and gave to them, saying, All of you drink it, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for many for the remission of sins. But I tell you that I will not drink of this fruit from the vine from now on until that day when I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom. When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, All of you will be made to stumble because of me tonight. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. Zechariah 13, verse 7. But after I am raised up, I will go before you into Galilee. But Peter answered him, Even if all are made to stumble because of you, I will never be made to stumble. Jesus said to him, Most certainly I tell you that tonight, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And Peter said to him, Even if I must die with you, I will not deny you. And all of the disciples also said likewise. Jesus and his disciples are currently eating their Passover dinner before Jesus is betrayed by Judas Iscariot, who is one of his 12 disciples. And now Matthew is kind of talking about a little bit more about what is going on in this Passover supper. And I believe every single one of The accounts of Jesus's life actually mention something about the Passover dinner as well. Maybe something a little different in each one. I know Luke has the really popular one, I think, that is read during uh, communion, during Sunday services and stuff like that. And then John has one that doesn't mention the communion portion of it, but talks about Jesus uh, cleaning the feet of the disciples, basically. So at some point in time, Jesus did clean the feet of the disciples, but Matthew does not mention that part. Matthew was not huge on details. We remember that he was more, he, he talked more about what Jesus said, 
Like that was something that Matthew did. Like some of the biggest sermons were all in the book of Matthew, like the Sermon on the Mount or the one where Jesus is talking about the end times and stuff like that. So now, of course, it makes sense for Matthew to continue on with his writing style and just talk about what Jesus said here. So he gives an account of this brand new communion feast, basically, this Passover feast that Jesus talks about. So it says that Jesus took some bread and he gave thanks for it and he broke it and he gave it to the disciples and he said, take and eat. This is my body. And then likewise, he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them saying, all of you drink it for this is my blood of the new covenant, covenant, which is poured out for many for the remission of sins. Now we as Christians think of this as the very first communion service, basically. Jesus performed the first communion service, not in a church, not in a temple, but with his friends at his table at a Passover dinner. Now, a lot of people wonder if Judas was there during all of this, but most likely he probably was not. Because if you read the other accounts from the other books of the Bible, Judas left pretty much right after Jesus had mentioned that um, he was the betrayer, basically. So probably at this point, Judas had already left to go betray Jesus, though Matthew does not mention that point either. But he just talks about this brand new ritual that would have probably blown the disciples minds because the ritual of the Passover had nothing to do with this communion thing that Jesus just did. The disciples would have been like, this isn't part of the traditional Passover supper. But Jesus was making a point. He was giving them a brand new covenant. Actually, I'd like to read you guys a little clip of the Alive Coloring devotionals that I recently published and authored a few months back. And this one is from the adult version because there's two versions of the Alive Coloring books. There's a children's version and there is an adult version that are meant to go side by side with each other. But this one is from the adult version. So it says here, that uh, in, I don't remember what chapter this is, but, but it says here that the Passover is the most important day on the Jewish calendar. In Jesus's day, and actually even nowadays by Orthodox Jews, Passover would take weeks of preparation. Houses would be scrubbed clean from top to bottom to make sure that no yeast was found in any nook or cranny. Yeast symbolized sin, and the complete removal of it from the home was symbolic. Food with no yeast in it would be prepared beforehand so that no work could be done on the Passover itself. Somber hymns would be sung and scriptures would be read. All in all, Passover had many traditions and symbolisms associated with it because it was the holiday of remembrance. Remembrance of the day that God protected the Israelites by saving them from the Egyptian nation. We read in Matthew 26, 27 through 30, that Jesus performs a unique ceremony with his disciples at the Passover dinner. This was something that was not a traditional custom. As he was sharing his meal with them, Jesus takes some bread and breaks it. He then distributes it to his disciples saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Later, he does the same thing with the wine saying, this is a new covenant in my blood, which is poured for you. The disciples were probably super confused. They very likely didn't understand what Jesus was saying or what he was doing. But we now know that Jesus was foretelling what was about to happen to him with this symbolic gesture. Jesus was creating a brand new way of life for all people. And Jesus calls the wine a new covenant. A new covenant means a promise or agreement. When Jesus said this, he was giving a direct correlation to Jeremiah 31 verse 31. Behold, the days come, says Yahweh, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in that day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which covenant of mine they broke. 
although I was a husband to them, says Yahweh. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says Yahweh. I will put my law in their inward parts and I will write it in their heart. I will be their God and they shall be my people. They will no longer each teach his neighbor and every man teach his brother saying, no Yahweh, for they all will know me. From their least to their greatest, says Yahweh, for I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sin no more. In other words, Jesus was promising forgiveness to the entire world through his death. And this was something that was extremely symbolic. And sorry, I'm, I'm no longer reading now. This is just me now. <laughs> but basically, this new covenant was a very symbolic gesture that Jesus was giving to his disciples. And actually, the Old Testament and the New Testament, testament is another word for covenant. So we could even look at the Bible as being the old covenant and the new covenant. The old covenant was circumcision, right? And uh, the sacrificing of the animals for sins and stuff like that. That was the old covenant. The new covenant is what we live under currently, the one that Jesus made for us. The new covenant is Jesus's blood. And we perform the communion in order to remember that covenant that Jesus made with us. So for example, we remember Jesus, Jesus's body by taking the bread and eating the little piece of bread. When we go to church on Sundays and we do communion at church, we take the little cracker or whatever it is that the church has for us and we eat it. And it's reminding us of the breaking of Jesus's body for our sins. And then the wine or the little cups of grape juice that uh, churches give out is supposed to symbolize Jesus's blood being poured out on the cross for our sins, basically. And Jesus was the sacrifice for our sins. And that is what this entire new covenant or New Testament is talking about. Jesus's sacrifice for our sins. And we'll get more into why Jesus had to sacrifice himself for our sins at a later time. But one way or the other, that is what Jesus did for us. He sacrificed himself for our sins so that we no longer have to be apart from God, basically. And so communion is what we do to remember Jesus's sacrifice for us. And that is why it is important to take communion and to take communion in the right way. In fact, Paul, and we'll get into that later on as well, Paul talks a lot about taking communion the correct way. We are supposed to do it in a very specific way as to not dishonor the entire custom, basically. It says then that Jesus tells his disciples in verse 29 that this is the last time he was going to be drinking wine alcoholic wine. That is what he says. He that, that is the last time he is going to drink wine because he says, I am not going to drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it with you anew in my father's kingdom. So Jesus is looking ahead. He is looking forward to the day where he is going to have a celebration feast with all of his followers, which is what the Bible talks about several times. We just heard the parable of the wedding feast, right? We, we heard that parable. And then there's also a verse in Revelation that says that all of the followers of Jesus are going to be invited to this huge, fantastic wedding feast. And that is going to be you and me. All of the followers of Jesus, we are going to be invited to this beautiful feast. And at that time, Jesus will drink wine with his followers who are with him at this wedding feast. And it's going to be a huge celebration. It's going to be so much fun. And that is something we have to look forward to. So Jesus talks about that. And he says that he is looking forward to that day when he is going to be able to drink wine again with his disciples and with his followers 
after he comes again, after everything happens in Revelations the way it was supposed to happen. So then it says here in verse 30 that they sing a hymn. And it was probably a traditional Passover hymn. And then they go out to the Mount of Olives. And it says that Jesus said to them that every single one of them are going to be made to stumble because of me tonight, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. And he mentions a verse from Zechariah 13, verse 7, which makes a lot of sense because Jesus considers himself the shepherd. He is the shepherd of his flock, which he is. You know, he, he considers us the sheep and we are the we are supposed to listen and follow. We are supposed to be sheep. We talked about that a few episodes ago about how we're supposed to be sheep. And Jesus is our shepherd. So Jesus mentions this verse from Zechariah that says the, the sheep are going to be scattered after the shepherd is killed. And so that is very true. That is actually what ends up happening. All of the disciples ends up deserting Jesus pretty much once he gets arrested and all of that stuff. I mean, it makes tons of sense because when a shepherd of a flock of sheep gets hurt or killed or something like that, the sheep don't know what to do. They don't have a leader to listen to or to follow. So they just go their own separate ways because the shepherd is the one who takes care of the sheep and guards them and, and saves them from wild coyotes and bears and whatever else might try to eat the sheep. And the shepherd is the one that keeps all the sheep together. So when the shepherd's gone, the sheep scatter. They don't know what to do. So that is what Jesus is saying here that is going to happen on the night of his death. All of the sheep were going to scatter because they had no leader anymore. They're, they're all going to be made to stumble. And so Peter says to him, he's like, even if all are made to stumble because of you, I will never be made to stumble. <laughs> so Peter is very aggressively stating that he is not going to be a sheep. He is not going to do what Jesus says that he is going to do. And he is going to follow Jesus to the very end, even if it means death for him is what he says here in verse 35. Peter says, even if I must die with you, I will not deny you. But Jesus says to him, he's like, I tell you tonight, Peter, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times is what he tells Peter. So Jesus is insisting that Peter is in fact going to deny him. It didn't matter what Peter thought. Peter was, in fact, going to deny Jesus. But we'll learn more about that on Thursday. So join me then at 6 a.m. But friends and faithful listeners, if you liked the content of the Alive devotional, I will definitely drop a link to that in the bio of this podcast episode so you can take a look at the Alive coloring devotional set. And uh, you can get those on Amazon Prime, one for you and one for your child to spend some time with them and to color with them and do some fun activities with your kids. But friends and faithful listeners, I've got nothing else to say except happy listening and God bless. <laughs>